the old pre-meds podcast, session number 45. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Now, if you're new here to the Old Pre-Meds podcast, we take questions directly from the oldpremeds.org forms, which you can find, obviously, at oldpremeds.org. The question today is an interesting one, but what's more important is we have Rich back. Rich, welcome back to the old pre-meds podcast. It's been a while. It has been a while. And how are you doing today, Dr. Ryan? I'm doing well. I've been flying solo here on the podcast, answering all these questions all by myself. But I've been I've been keeping a little bit of you in my answer. So hopefully we we keep going here in the same the same voice as we answer some more questions today. Sounds good. So the question here was posted by by somebody that says, new to the form, need advice, which is a very common kind of uh, introduction on the old pre-meds form. This person is a, a recent BS graduate from a school in California. Medical school had always been in his or her eyes, uh, but graduated with a 2.86 GPA, and now they feel like they have no chance. What's interesting here is it says, I, I very foolishly took too many units as I was worried that I would not be able to graduate in four years. By the time I realized my foolishness, it was too late to do anything. So that's a little red flag goes up in my head when I read that. But um, they got some bad grades in Gen Chem and OCHEM, getting some Ds, had to repeat those, and still didn't do well in the repeats, got a B in Gen Chem and C in OCHEM. And so the, their pre-med advisor at the school said, give up on your med school dreams. They're still volunteering, still want to go to med school, and they're looking at taking a post back. They haven't taken the MCAT yet, but they found that the post-backs, uh, w- their GPA qualifications are too high for what his or her GPA is. So I guess the, the question here is, what is a student supposed to do when they have a low GPA like this and they are looking for a postback, but the postback, most postbacks have requirements for, for minimum GPAs? What, what are some, some things to think about as they consider those next steps? <clears throat> well, the first thing is, you've mentioned this previously, but just to always reiterate, that many students, they see a GPA number and they don't see anything past that total GPA number. So sometimes the trends are important. It's common for people to have a bad freshman and sophomore year and maybe they have better trends. That could always be for lack of from a selling point to get to a post back or something else. But in this student's case, they've taken repeats and not done well in the repeats. So they sort of have two paths to go. One is to start with an informal post back. That is taking classes as a non-matriculating student at whatever school they can be able to get them to get grades up, to get better coursework and improve their GPA, to then get into a formal post-bac. And just to differentiate, a post-bac being usually undergraduate and just the 
required prerequisites um, is not the same as a special master's program. For someone at this level, they may have to go through a informal postback a formal postback, and then possibly even SMP, which is linked to a medical school to get into MD school. So that's one possible long and expensive path. The second path, though, which for students at this point, as I often suggest to focus, is DO school. The advantage of DO school is the repeats can be done again, and they will only count the last retake in your GPA for school. So even though the person, say, got a D in OCHEM, repeated, got a B, they can still take it again and get an A, and that A will be counted as GPA. The schools will know that you're repeated, but the GPA they consider for entrance will be that. I would also say, being this is a student in California, assuming they want to stay in California, California has limited space for postback, limited space for informal postback. I hear students complain all the time just taking courses and is also probably the most competitive state for in-state students for medical school. So DO school may just be a better path in terms of time, in terms of chances, and in terms of money for this particular student. And at the very, very, very last resort, there's always the Caribbean. Absolutely. My advice, though, for people to Caribbean, and it's not to say, and let's say clear about this, I've I've personally been treated by Caribbean doctors. I've been cut open, cut open by them. It's not the quality of medical education. It's not my point when I, when I always get very hesitant about the Caribbean. Rather, it's their way of taking students and the chances for residency when you go. As residencies become more limited in the United States, that is, we're producing more medical graduates, both in MD and DO, without growing residencies as fast, that limits residency opportunities for Caribbean students. And that's really the whole opportunity. That's really the thing I talk about. Anyone should, they really should not think about the Caribbean until they've gone through two complete cycles, both MD and DO, with a break in between for repair and enhancement. Do not go, they, many schools have reapplicant information on their websites, and by far, all of them say the most common mistake is students reapply too soon. So go through this process. I would suggest this student, they want to go MD, go through an informal postback, formal postback. Don't take the MCAT until you've got your GPA up and ready. It's stupid to take it. Get your e get ECs continued. Try applying. If you don't get in, I would suggest at that point a special master's. All right. Or just make the DO route directly. You can sort of do both, but it's a different strategy and timing. So, uh, but again, the Caribbean is after you've tried all to the United States and also not cons and also consider other medical mid-level professionals, nurse practitioner, PA, nurse anesthetist. There's lots of other places for students to work in medicine um, that are going to be part of the team. And unlike, say, 30 years ago, while the doctor is still the leader, it's not an absolute fiefdom anymore the way it used to be. You are truly part of the team. All right. There is the answer for that poster. If you have questions that you would potentially like answered here on the Old Premeds podcast, go sign up for a free account over at oldpremeds.org. Click on the forms button and register for an account. It's an awesome community. Great discussions. Again, that's oldpremeds.org. I hope you got some useful information out of the podcast today. And as always, I hope you join us next week here at the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. 
and MedEd Media. Remember, you can check out all of the other podcasts that we're doing at mededmedia.com. That's M-E-D-E-D media.com.